every great marriage is on the doorstep of divorce. Every great marriage is on the doorstep of divorce. It's that easy for this shit to slip. And the reason I say that is, you know, hell, if you got in a car accident and the, and the doctor said, hey, it's a 50-50 chance you're going to make it, I'd say you're on the doorstep of divorce or you're on the doorstep of death. You're on death's doorstep, motherfucker. Well, dude, that's the same way with marriage. So I actually really treat it like, fuck, every day, I need to show up in a way that I'm proud of. I need to become the most attractive version of me for me. And then that way I will then, I change the frame from being the interviewee saying, oh, please have sex with me. Oh, please love me. Please, please validate me to the interviewer. Hey, mm -mm, I understand something because I put the work in. The reason I'm so confident is because I just look at the work I've done and go, well, I do what I say I'm gonna do every time I say I'm gonna do it without fail. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Mental Purpose Podcast, or welcome if it's your first time. I'm your host, Ian Lobos. Look, today is an intense one. You guys think I'm intense? You think I drop a lot of F-bombs? Look, my guest today is Keith Yaki. I have been watching Keith on Instagram for a very long time, and I love the guy's, his message, his pitch. I really just love who he is as a human and what he represents in terms of men caring for themselves, taking action, honoring their commitments, and building themselves into the men that can have the type of relationships with their wives and their children and themselves that they truly desire and doing the work. And so today we are going to get deep and fast into some really, 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 you know, pertinent topics that you guys care about, that you guys are dealing with. That's what we're going to talk about today all around your marriage and all around your personal commitment to you right? Your marriage isn't going to work, right? Everything in your life grows to the extent that you do. And nothing is going to work in your life without you making a commitment to you first and you having the integrity to actually own your shit and follow up on your commitments. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about Keith in a second. I'm going to tell you all the stuff we're going to talk about. We're going to jump right into this episode. It's quick, it's fast, and it's power packed. Like we call it the married game for a reason. All right, so here's what we're going to talk about. So you know that you are not wasting your time and you are going to be real purposeful and your life's going to be different after you listen. Okay, first, we're going to talk. What I love is the key starts out with every great marriage is on the doorstep of divorce. A lot of you listening are already on the doorstep of divorce and you know it. What he's talking about is that you're a few steps away from divorce and you might not know it because your communication is just shot. So we're gonna talk about communication, attraction. We're gonna talk, talk about going all in on you, integrity, commitments, winning formulas, supporting yourself, cheering for yourself, being your biggest cheerleader, keeping your bitch voice at bay, becoming a 10 in everything you do, learning the skill of discipline, making decisions not out of desperation. We're gonna talk about demasculating behavior, people pleasing, attractive versus unattractive things, the vicious cycle of pleasing your wife and going into that whole like a happy wife, happy life bullshit theory that somebody very dumb came up with. We're going to be talking about self-love, self-care, becoming the best version of you. Like when are you actually going to get tired of being you and actually step up and make the decisions for your life that you know you're capable of making? You might just not know the formula to do it. You might not have a structure and systems and support to do it. Well, guys like Keith and I, we've got that for you. If you need it, you got to take action. You have to self-advocate. 
It's another thing we're going to talk about, self-advocation. We're going to talk about resentment and regret of our spouses and the shit that we put them through and how they can move through that and accept us for who we are now when we strip away all the shit that wasn't us, that childlike behavior, that fear-based mentality that we have, that guy, how our wives can actually learn to love the real authentic version of us because frankly, that's who they married. They knew us. My wife knew the authentic version of me. I didn't, right? We're going to talk about doing versus being busy and so much more habits, mindset, skills, being a high level man. That's what we're going to do today. Let me give you a quick bio on Keith. Let's rock and roll. So Keith Yaki is the founder and creator of Married Game. And when his wife left him five years ago, he realized that he was the problem. Guys, take note, write this down. First thing, you're the problem. Guaranteed, you're the problem. And his wife was no longer attracted to him. And since getting her back, which he did, which is awesome, Keith has dedicated his life to teaching men how to get their wives to want to have sex with them again by doing one simple thing, becoming the most attractive version of themselves. And we're not talking about just in physical form. We're talking about in all aspects. Okay, you need more help? You need more information? Menonpurpose.net is your headquarters for everything Men on Purpose. All of our coachings there, our freebies. We've got like six up now, free. Just take it. Take the podcast is free. Take the MOP community. Make sure you join that. We've got like 25 guys a day joining that now. That's free. We've got six free giveaways just to help you get started. Or even if you're at a certain level with your growth and development, maybe we've got something that can trigger something else, a higher level growth in you. You got to self-advocate for that. Okay. Mentalpurpose.net is where you can find everything. We've got retreats coming up. We've got coaching. We've got our masterminds that are wide open. You can join at any time. They're not cohort-based anymore. You literally join at any time and get 12 weeks of power-packed exercises, videos, and multiple group coaching a week. Oh, man, it's fire. Anyway, let's get into this episode. Thank you for being a part of this thing. Enjoy. Thank you for joining me today, man. It is honestly an honor for me because like I told you before we started, there's very little content that I consume and not that I don't consume content. I'm very purposeful with the content I consume. And in terms of guys that I'm watching as a model, I'm very specific and I want to know that your audio matches your video and that you've done the shit that you're talking about and done it, not like done it once, like done it over and over again. And so it's it's honestly such a pleasure to have you here because I've been watching you for quite a long time and and I, I'm so appreciative of your story and the way that you share it and your aggressiveness and your abrasiveness like me and like F-bombs and, and just the, the way that you take a stand for men to get their shit together and be the man that their wife needs them to be. Like, I love that because that's my story too. And that's how I started this company. It's how you started yours. And yeah, it's, dude, it's, it's such, just such an honor to have you on my screen right now. Yeah, well, it's, it's an honor to be here. Uh, anytime anybody wants to listen to what I have to say, uh, I, I like talking about it. And the reason, probably the same for you, is, dude, if I knew this shit before, my wife wouldn't have left me. And I would, there was a lot of pain that I put her and myself through. Yeah. And when I hear guys talk about marriage and I just go, oh, shit, you're just about done for there, buddy, because listen, you're not thinking straight. I wasn't thinking straight. And so I, I call what I do the gospel of married game because it literally feels that fiery in my soul. It's like, hey, well, well wait a second. The real issue is 80% of divorces don't have to happen. Yeah, usually about sex or money or something about connect connectivity and intimacy. And um, so, hey, some people get married young, they make make a bad decision or, hey, you, some guy probably, you know, says 
yes, the first girl that will suck his dick. And he realizes, oh, damn, dude, she's actually a bitch, but she's the only girl that will have sex. <laughs> so, like, there's some of those where you just go, hey, man. Yeah. But the other 80%, I believe that doesn't have to happen. And it's because guys aren't seeing it. And guys, I believe, have been conditioned away from seeing this and they don't really know it. And then when I come through and go, hey, motherfucker, guess what? My wife left me five and a half years ago because she said, you run your business, you come home and talk about your business and you fall asleep on the couch and listen, what's up, douchebag? That's not what we fucking agreed to. So my life would be better without you in it. And by the way, fucking peace out. And so a guy hears that and goes, oh, wait, hold on a second. What what'd that guy just say? And then I go, all right, dude, listen, that took me on the journey to realize when the light bulb went on, oh, fuck, I'm the problem. Shit, I'm the problem. And I actually believe now that 95% of intimacy issues with men and women, 95% of the time, it's the guy's problem. He's the He is the problem. And it's like, oh, well, shit, Keith's beating up on guys. No, because I've also no. recognized that if you're the problem, you're the solution. So I'm like, oh, shit. So the light bulb went on for me. And I and I realized, oh, my God, I'm the reason that she packed up the U-Haul and took and her and my two-year-old daughter moved and got away from me. Not because I had hurt them, not because I had cheated, not because I'd done any of that, but I just did not. I was not the man that I said I would be. I was not the man that she uh, got together with in the beginning. I I had slipped and my standards had dropped so low that she was like, I'm just not even attracted to you anymore. Even though she didn't say that word, she said the word like, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And yeah. that yeah. types of things. Like, I'm, you know, she didn't say I'm not attracted to you. That, that would break and crush your little ego. What's up, guys? I'm so sorry to interrupt the episode. I just need one minute to share with you all the new and exciting, amazing stuff we've got created here at Men on Purpose. First of all, thank you for listening to the podcast and supporting the movement we're creating for all the men in the world. Next, you've got to check out our new website, menonpurpose.net, where you'll find all kinds of cool stuff, including links to our podcast and the free Men on Purpose community. You're also going to find our new free purpose-driven formula mini course and ebook and links to all of our new coaching programs and products. Look, I've had so many of you ask me where to get started with your personal growth journey or where you can go to level up. So I put this thing together, this free ebook and mini course, and we're going to be talking about and coaching you through a really light version of our purpose-driven formula, which is our foundational formula. And for those of you who are ready now, we got you. Listen up, whether it's becoming the best husband, being the best dad, quitting that job that doesn't serve you, or just understanding how to put you first, we've got what you need to align with your authentic self and find that true fulfillment and live a life with no regrets. Look, we're helping men with structure, support, and sustainability. That's what you've asked for, and that's what we deliver. As we lead you through proven and tested curriculum that focuses on formulas to help you get farther faster. So make sure you go to menonpurpose.net, click the button to download our free, powerful, purpose-driven formula mini course and ebook. And while you're there, make sure you check out some of our amazing products designed to help you find your purpose, stop self-sabotage, and dial in your mindset, skills, and habits to evolve into the best version of you. Why? because we want you to live and have the best life possible. No regrets. So mentalpurpose.net, let's get back to the episode. Listen, here's the other thing. I believe that every great marriage is on the doorstep of divorce. Every great marriage is on the doorstep of divorce. It's that easy for this shit to slip. And the reason I say that is, you know, hell, if you got in a car accident and the, the doctor said, hey, it's a 50-50 chance you're going to make it, I'd say you're on the doorstep of divorce or you're on the doorstep of death. You're on death's doorstep, motherfucker. 
Well, dude, that's the same way with marriage. So I actually really treat it like fuck every day. I need to show up in a way that I'm proud of. I need to become the most attractive version of me for me. And then that way I will then, I change the frame from being the interviewee saying, oh, please have sex with me. Oh, please love me. Please, please validate me to the interviewer. Hey, mm -mm, I understand something because I put the work in. The reason I'm so confident is because I just look at the work I've done. I go, well, I, I, I do what I say I'm going to do every time I say I'm going to do it without fail. All right. Well, that's why I feel so confident in myself because every time I say I'm going to do something, I actually fucking do it. And I know that 99% of men don't, even though they say my word is my bond, all that type Bullshit. of shit. It's not. Yeah. And your wife is literally watching with her eyes saying, wow, you don't do anything you say you're going to do, or you're not even a, you're not even a fraction of the cool version of you when she met you, when she was attracted to you. So my story is that my wife lost attraction for me because I had dropped the ball in so many areas. And then I realized, well, shit, dude, I'm going, I'm about ready to go through my second divorce here. There's only one common denominator here. And it's me. And the light bulb went on. It was like, as if a light switch went on, I realized, damn, I'm at fault. So I'm glad I got her back within six months. I got her back, which kind of makes our story a little more unique. Some guys like lose a wife and then they get another wife and like, Hey, here's how to be good with that wife. Um, but I actually, I got the one that was not attracted. I got her back and dude, you don't have to look on the internet very far to realize she's had, she is a girl that has many options. <laughs> so, but dude, so I, I became the guy who has many options as well. So that's, that's where that, that powerful balance fits. So that's the story. Yeah. I fucked it up worse than any of these guys. And then I was able to climb to the top with this beloved of mine and say, dude, we figured out a system that even a fucking idiot like me could figure out. Let's go, dude. Let's get that. Let's get that bedroom sizzling again, baby. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting is is when you say got her back and like win her back, there's a lot of work in there. This isn't a doing activity. This is a being activity. I love that you called that out. This is this is guys, listen up. This is a who are you being that caused the result for her to leave and for her to say, I can't do this anymore, and the type of pain that you put into her life. Yeah. And then yeah. Kudos to you, man, and the guys out there that have done this, which is few and far between, who actually said, you know what? I'm going to face this monster that I've been running from, that I've been working around and, and using alcohol around and golf games and the bullshit like that. I'm actually going to turn and face the monster. And I'm going to say, it's fucking me. It's yeah. me. Uh, guys, you're listening right now and you're like, yeah, well, it's not me. It's you. 100% take the take the the bull by the horns. It's you. It's 100% you. And here's the cool thing. I've had guys that have done the work and they still wind up leaving or they or their wife they just they can't make it work. Yeah. Well, that's the case that you were talking about. Maybe got married a little too early or this the only girl that would fuck him or whatever it might be. Yet now you're the man for the next relationship that you weren't going to be if you didn't do the work, right? Yeah. You're the man for your children. You're the man for your employees or your or your your managers or whatever you, whatever it is. The the work is crucial. It's not just about winning back your wife. It's a or in getting better sex. There's so much more in there. The sex thing is like the blinking light. Like, hey, you want better sex? You want to win your wife back? Here you go. Yet at yeah. the same time, yeah. dude, 
I want you to talk about the other aspects of your life that changed when you decided to work on you and make that commitment to you. Why didn't you do that before? And what were you feeling about you before that just that wasn't even a possibility or a thought process? Those are, those are three great questions. Let me see if I can hit them. I'll weave them all together. Wait, do it. Uh, so I'm going to say something and everybody that's going to listen to it is going to be like, damn it. He's saying that nobody's going to like what I'm about ready to say. Now, I don't even like it. I just, I don't like it. I don't fucking like it, but it doesn't matter if I like it. I know it's the only thing that I've found to be actually true. So I have to share it because it's like, you're not going to like this. Um, you're probably going to roll your eye at me and be like, fuck this guy. What a fucking dickhead. You know what I mean? Like this, none of this can possibly be true. And, and the only answer that I, that I found was I had to eventually ask myself the question, am I willing to go all in on me? Like literally all in on me and become a person of discipline. So I started calling myself the most disciplined man I know. I'm the most disciplined man I know. And I, I came to realize that I never loved myself. I never trusted myself. I never really truly believed in myself. I did only to a certain extent for validation of others, as opposed to saying, no, no, hold on a second. Stop. Do you even like you? Do you really even, do you trust you? Do you believe in you? And the only way I actually found that what I did the 75 hard program and I did the 75 days and it lights you absolutely on fire. Like you, you can't even believe the person you become on that program. Like you can't, be, you can't believe it. Have you done it? No, I haven't done it. It's something you meet. You finally meet that man that you always dreamt wondering if you could ever become him. And so when you tell me, ask, hey, what other what other thing changed in your life? I realized the there's two there's two very important things that first of all you have to if you don't if you don't ever learn the skill of discipline and it's a learnable skill it's a muscle that you can work out. Maybe you're starting with five pound dumbbells right now with your discipline muscle, but eventually you'd be curling fifties and looking like you got some big old Hulk maniac arms. All right, but right now just just start curling those fives, baby, and. What that simply means is I learned the core belief of discipline is I do what I say I'm going to do every time I say I'm going to do it, when I say I'm going to do it without fault. It, like that one principle sounds yeah. so overly simplistic, and yet it is the one principle that's violated on a daily basis multiple times that causes men to feel less about themselves. And that's why they're feeling all this angst. And now they need validation from everybody else. So what I realized is in my own marriage, I have to become the most attractive version of me for me. I have to always do this shit for me as my standard because that's what attracts people in. The most valuable thing you can ever give somebody, who, especially if they have it all. And women who are tens, like legit dime pieces, eights, nines, and tens have been, they don't really lack for much. They have every opportunity in our society. But the only thing you can give them and give anybody else is an extremely high standard that they can aspire to live up to. That doesn't take money. That doesn't take having a cool car. It doesn't take any of that. It takes what is your commitment level to who to bettering who you are for you. And so what happens is most men are really seeking validation from their wife. 
because they've never been able to give it to themselves. They've never been able to go, you know, I'm super comfortable. I, I prefer to be alone because I love hanging with greatness. That 75 hard gets your brain into believing I'm the best at what I do on planet earth. And you don't hesitate in saying it. Yeah. That, that, that's 75 hard. And that mentality created married game to what it is. It's why men stop and go, where is this certainty coming from? How does this man speak with so much certainty? And there's no fucking flaw in my game. You can't look at my wife and go, oh, well, she's ugly. No wonder she wants to be with him. Can't say that. You can't look at the lives of the men I'm in fact, uh, impacting. And not only that, but other leaders taking my phrases and saying, man, we got to get these phrases out. When the trust goes up, the lust goes up. That's fucking, that's scripture. Yeah, it is. So it affected everything in my life to go, I'm going to be radically fucking accountable in every area of my life. And if I'm not a 10 out of 10 on every fucking area of my life, then I need to shut the fuck up and get to work to become that or else I don't deserve to be talking about shit. Yeah. And it, so, it so makes perfect once sense. You do it, then you become really lighthearted and go, I can talk all day about this because I do know I'm the best at this because I don't have a flaw in my game. And when I do fuck up, which I did this last weekend, my wife and I sit down and talk and I go, wow, you, you're absolutely right, man. I, I didn't consider this, 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 the other thing, man, I really need to, I need to consider that. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. <laughs> and we can move about well, life. Yeah. I mean, dude, the, the, I, I cut a, I cut a reel last week or the week before that said, it's whatever it takes. It's literally whatever it takes. When you make that commitment to yourself first, your marriage, your children, your body, your intake of food, your output of energy, whatever it might be, it's whatever it takes. Now, those of us that are a little bit more obsessive than others, it might be a little bit easier. Yet it's not that easy because it's still pain that you're gonna go through. Yeah. I love the analogy with 75 hard. I, I'm I'm now gonna put myself in that position because it, it sounds amazing. Like I I that's the next level of discipline. And you have to have that because the more you can push yourself into that discipline, the more you can push yourself into shit you don't like. And when the world pushes on you with shit you don't like and makes you uncomfortable, you're so fucking secure inside that you got you. Like you got you to the nth fucking degree. And when you got that, the world can't touch you. Like people say to me all the time, how do you have the type of, of like, like positioning and confidence in what you say and speak about? Is it anger? And it's like, no, dude, it's clarity. It's real fucking clarity knowing that this formula works. It just does. I teach my daughter, my seven-year-old daughter, the same thing. The world's going to push on you. The more that you can understand yourself inside and self-soothe and take care of you, the less the world has an effect on you. That's just it. It's that simple. And it comes from exactly what you talked about. Fucking caring for yourself and saying, I'm going to go get this and doing whatever the fuck it takes to get that. It happens that your marriage is the result of the work you put in and the commitment you made to you, right? That's a result. Yeah, exactly. Dude, we, we have a statement that I've been throwing around here in the last little bit that, you know, exposure is the gateway to expansion. And exposing yourself often and voluntarily, exposing yourself to things that are uncomfortable, um, it's why I do five minute cold plunges in, in an ice bath every other day, simply to just 
to keep sweeping, yes. just to keep sweeping that bitch voice back outside. That bitch voice wants to crawl right back under the door like the dust. And you got to keep sweeping that dude, your mental strength and stamina falls out of your ears when you sleep and it falls out of everybody's ears when they sleep. So get the fuck up and do some sort of routine, four minutes, five minutes, eight minutes, doesn't matter to be able to get back in your power and go, wait, I'm choosing what I'm doing this day. I'm going to fucking create something. All the world has a demand, but not on me because I'm not a fucking slave to any of them. I'm, um, I, you get to a point and there will be few men on that are listening to this that will understand this. And I want you to understand that I didn't understand this for the longest time. And I, I would think what an, what an arrogant asshole that he thinks he could say that. But here's the statement. But there will be a few men that will listen to this and go, I felt that before. And what I'm about ready to tell you, I don't feel all the time. But when I feel empowered... And I'm incongruent and in, in my audio, my visual lines up and I really am. There's no fucking wax. It's pure. It's real. Then it's this statement. Thank God I got Keith Yaki on my team. Yes. Fucking thank God. Dude, what's going on? Well, that's okay. We got Keith Yaki on our team. Right. Right. I believe that because I followed seven simple steps for 75 days and didn't deviate or modify or listen to the fucking, how do I take the shortcut voice? And I became an absolute fucking animal that is no longer afraid of any other animal on the Savannah. None, not intimidated, honored. Thank you. Well done. Thank you for the compliments. I appreciate it. Radically unnecessary, but I do appreciate them. I'm right. already cheering so fucking loud in my head for myself right now. It's ridiculous, dude. So that level of confidence only comes from a guy that literally says, I don't give a fuck about football. I don't care if, about even my best friend's business or what anybody else is doing. I'm going to stare myself naked ass right in front of the mirror and go, all right, motherfucker, what's real? Where are you at really right now? Dude, if, if a man is not willing to be that honest with himself, uh, your woman will your woman will be in the sense yeah. of your actions will be like, see you later, motherfucker. Yeah. Dude, the so 80 I, 20 I, rule that you talked about. What's that? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, uh, you asked a question. I, I want to hear it. Yeah. The 80 20 rule that you talked about in terms of divorces, I, okay. I think the same thing. And I, I've got a bunch of attorney buddies that think differently. And I go, well, that because you capitalize on it, you make money on it. Of course, you need divorces to happen. You don't want guys doing the work on them to save their marriage. Yeah. yeah Aside yeah. from the agenda sized people out there, you're totally right. And I just want to go back to that for a second. There is a conversation I have with a lot of guys, which is there's a probable and an inevitable scenario that's playing out in your future, whether you make some changes or not. There is a result that will happen, right? The probable result is that your wife will stay with you and you'll have this miserable, stale, bullshit marriage where you have separate beds in 10 years and you might take vacations, but both of you are fat and you haven't had sex in a decade, like that kind of thing, right? You don't talk to each other. You basically, you glaze the surface of shit. You talk about the kids and your job and what needs to happen at the house and the vacation you want to take in six months. And other than that, that's all you got as far as connection because you don't even know anything about yourself. And that's probable. Maybe that's even inevitable. What's probable is a, a divorce will happen. 
And in that divorce, there's anger and resentment and shit builds. And then all of a sudden you become the guy whose wife's a bitch. She's a cunt. She's this. Fuck her. Fuck women. And, and then you, you have set your life up, your legacy up. Your children are watching other men that look up to you, which by the way, guys, there are guys that look up to you, whether you look up to yourself or not. And those guys watch you make these choices that are so non-serving because all they're doing is playing to that little kid inside. So, dude, I think those odds are even higher for the guys that don't do the work and the divorce just happens. It's, it's, it's like, it's almost inevitable if you don't do the work. Well, let's just say it's probable. Yeah, and what's well, sad, yeah, go ahead. There's another thing to it too is most people don't do things if they don't feel like their life depends on it. So they're, yeah. they're not as painful enough for them to move. But I've reframed that in my brain as I need to act as if the quality of my life depends on it. Because the quality of your life does depend on it. You know, I, I can look in this camera right now and say with all certainty and confidence that if a guy is willing to fight for his relationship and become the greatest version of himself, he will make a decision by being empowered, not disempowered and desperate. Most men don't understand their wife. And so they are making decisions out of desperation and being radically disempowered. And so they're making decisions that this, that don't feel good to their soul but they don't know any other thing because they've tried all the other shit. I call them pseudo solutions in married game. And the pseudo solutions are, you know, hey, go buy her more gifts or do more chores around the house or, you know, uh, be more agreeable, happy wife, happy life type stuff. And yeah. every guy that's tried that in desperation says, well, none of that shit actually works. Right. So like, well, why do people keep perpetuating this bullshit? Well, because people don't know any better and they haven't been in the real world. They haven't fucked hundreds of women. They don't really understand how this, how the actual real world works and just accept the fact that, dude, we're half animal and we're fucking half God. Like, however that works, there's a piece of us that is divine that we communicate with the creator that's way more intelligent than us because this thing or things created us. Yeah. We haven't been able to reduplicate that yet. And secondly, dude, we fucking eat other animals to stay alive. And if threatened and pushed upon, we will fight back. We've got two very distinct fucking entities at. We want to fuck every bitch that walks by and we want to hit every guy that's a dick to us. <laughs> and we want to raise our kids and, and make them loving and we want to give back to the world and we want to help the, the, the less fortunate. We have all of this shit within us. And so guys are like, well, what is the real fucking thing? Like, what do I really, I tried being nice to my wife. And yet now I feel like I have to, like my wife has this thing that she can dangle and I have to be a good boy to get it. Well, how fucking demasculating or emasculating or whatever the fuck the word is, demasculating it is. To think, wow, the only way, and my buddy Garrett, it's the best analogy I've ever heard when he, he gave us this analogy. He's like, imagine, imagine, imagine you your wife had to check in with you every time she wanted to use social media. And you're like, eh, I'm not really in the mood for social media right now. <laughs> like, I mean, this is the greatest <laughs> analogy of all time. It's like, holy shit, 
that's what we feel like as guys. And we're like, well, how do we take it back? And guys are like, well, I'm just not going to give it to her unless she asks. And dude, there's guys that are still on fucking year three of that plan right now. Yeah. And so like, yeah. what the fuck do I really do? Well, just from one fucking 44 year old Irish kid to another, like, here's how it works. You got to be a good parent. You got to be a good partner. You got to be a good producer. You got to be a player within your marriage. You got to stand in your power, which means do what the fuck you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it without fault. And that is the formula, which we say equals a provocateur, a man who provokes his wife to actually want to fucking be with him. And it's really interesting to me when guys are like, they've got this, they've got this mentality of, oh, I want my wife to really want me. And it's like, dude, um, have you looked at yourself? Like what, what, <laughs> what about you seems wantable by any other female? Money. Yeah. That's, and, that's and what most guys think. It is because they go, Hey, we pro we're providing, we're protecting, we're, we're producing. Yeah. That's, that's just, so that, that's fool's gold, man. I, it, it totally is. I want to go back to that formula. Everything that I do in the mental and purpose organization and all of our curriculum is all formula driven. So I, I love that you have that formula. Go over that again. Parent, partner, producer, player, player, and power. And I, I, I'm happy to talk about them. You know, that, that this is our big formula that we, that our whole thing exists off of. It's our scoring system. It's how we hold each yeah. other accountable each week. It's, um, it's, I'm a frameworks guy. I think feelings fade, but frameworks are forever. So I, I've always, you know, um, and it's, and it's, at least it's some data points to start tracking and managing because a lot of guys, not all of them, but almost all of them feel kind of sideswiped when the wife says, Hey, I'm done. Or, Hey, I, I want a divorce or, Hey, and they're like, Oh shit. I didn't, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think it was good, but I didn't think it was that bad. Right. So we all, I got, I felt like I got sideswiped. That's because women speak covertly, whereas men speak overtly. Like most wives aren't like, hey, fucker, you either figure this out or I'm out in six months. They don't usually say that, but they'll just be like, yeah. wow, I'm not connected and I love you, but I'm not really in love with you. And, you know, and then where you go from our soulmate to a roommate and how do you get back to a roommate <laughs> to a soulmate? And so it's so confusing, these guys. So we just broke it down to five simple dials that if you nail these fucking dials, it's impossible for your wife to not be attracted to you. Now, I want to set the context for that statement because that's a that seems like, well, how can that fucking be true? Yeah. All right. A couple of conditions have to be set up for that statement to be true. Number one, she had to be into you in the first place. Almost every guy I talk to and any guy that joins Married Game and has me help coach him and all that good fun stuff. I, I, my question is, was she into in the beginning? Oh, yeah, we were fucking like rabbits. You know, it was rock star, you know, before kids. And okay, they, they, they set the scenario and they go, all right, we get it. So, so you were her type at one time. All right, I need yeah. to know that. Even if you weren't so much, but she agreed to be married with you at one point in time, <laughs> I think not only can you get it back, but you can make it even better. So they've got to have been into them at one point in time. The second piece of information that is very vital to know, and I want your listeners to really get this, is her hard wiring, woman's hard wiring, find certain things attractive and find other things unattractive. The same way for us as men. Okay. There's things that are unattractive and there's things that are radically attractive. 
body shapes, breast size, ass tightness, personality, whether it's submissive or what, there's a lot of things that make us as men go, okay, I, I'm, I'm in. Well, same thing for women. So the beautiful thing when I say, if you're the problem, you're the solution because you can actually change you. But there's, but it's not just, I hope we get her back. I don't hope, I'm not hoping that, that my process works for you. I'm a hundred percent confident it will work for you because I know the wiring of a woman, when you stopped doing attractive things and started doing unattractive things, her wiring mechanically within her just started losing attraction to you without her even knowing it consciously. So I've seen that happen a thousand times, but the opposite is also true. When you start to do attractive things and you stop doing unattractive things, that wiring causes her to start being attracted to you again without her even consciously saying, okay, I'm going to be attracted to this guy. She's like, oh, what the fuck? What am I feeling? I've had over 200 guys come through our program where I've worked with them uh, 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 on a this type of basis. Yeah. And the story is always the same. The scenario is always the same. The outcome is always the same. The through line, I mean, the, the, there are there are circumstances and personalities and situations. Those are all different. But the core theme of what's happening, she lost attraction because he stopped being the attractive version of him. And then he would try and fake it for a little bit just because he wanted some sex and he read it in a book. And yet she tested him because she wants to see, is this really fucking real or not? And then uh, she she realized it's not real. He just read something on page 40 of the book and he was trying it out because guys love to try this one last ditch effort. And then if they they don't, if they if they ask for sex and then get rejected, they become pouty little bitches and all passive aggressive. And every fucking guy does it. And every woman goes, this is the most retarded, re disgusting, unattractive behavior I've ever seen. What the fuck is the matter with you? I thought I married a man. Now I've married just this kid trying to get a gold star from his mommy. And so it's this vicious fucking circle and guys like, okay, well, what's the, what's the answer? The answer is the same every single time. If you start to become the most attractive version of you for you and you're honest about it, like we have to get out of fantasy land. A lot of guys think porn is fantasy. No, they're those porn stars. They're real human beings. I've met them. I've fucked them. I know them. And guess what? They do like sex that much. It's easy for us to say, oh, that's all fake. That gives us an excuse to go, well, then I just, I'm living in the real world. No, dude, if you actually look like a male porn star, you would probably have <laughs> some female porn stars that actually want to fuck you. And guess what? If you become the most attractive version of you, your wife will want to fuck you like a porn star. So don't just write off and go, that's fantasy and give yourself an excuse to be a fucking fat slob with a dad bod. You're still broke because you're not, you're too afraid to go after your dreams. You don't do what you really say. You're no longer fun anymore. You're a shit dad, meaning you don't really spend one-on-one -on -one time. Your kids are an annoyance to you. And you think just because you bring home the paycheck, you should be getting laid like a rock star. And yet you know, you're not taking your wife on a date anymore. And the dates you do take guys like, what would you do? Like, oh, I don't know, went to Home Depot, pick up some parts and then swang through the Chick-fil-A drive through line, you know, got some sandwich <laughs> at home. It's like, 
no shit Casanova no wonder you're not getting more ass in the toilet seat dude it's 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 like guys just they don't date anymore they're no they're no longer attractive they start staying stupid creepy sexually endo innuendo shit that's way out of context that no girl would find interesting or attractive anywhere so the reason I called it married game is because listen it is a game it has to be lighthearted. girls just want to have fun the great American poet, Cindy Lauper, said that girls just want to have fun. And guys are so serious. They don't know how to f- be fun. They're so defensive. So when she does test you, you, you're so defensive. You take it, oh, how could you talk about me that way? Rather than like, yeah, I'm that way. That's silly, right? Why would, why would you fuck with a guy like me other than I'm awesome? Yeah. And so I want to ask you. I want to ask you something real quick. I want to go back to this. I know a bunch of guys are going to write to me. I, I want to talk about the mattering to you, the self-love piece that you brought up earlier. I know that's gonna that's a that's a foundational aspect that has to be in play here because if you're not loving on yourself you're not caring for yourself you don't take care of yourself it shows and you'll have a result accordingly your body your sex life that kind of thing yeah what was the stuff that what what was what what was your formula for figuring out how to love you is that let's start there uh that was 75 hard i did 75 hard that's what it was yeah i i I what about before that what what about before that? What about when you, before you started 75 hard, what got you over the line and said, okay, I need to put time into myself. I need to put love and, and care into myself and I need to own this. And I'm going to do 75 hard. Not being where I wanted to be. I had to be really honest. I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm not, I'm not where I want to be financially right now. Okay. Uh, I had to be honest about that. I'm like, well, what do I need? I, is it, am I lacking an effort? Am I lacking skill? Am I lacking association? What, what am I lack? What do I think I'm lacking? Be honest with myself. Yeah. And I looked in the mirror and I go, okay, so yeah, I've had sex with hundreds of women, but I would tell you that most of those women I had sex with was when I was in what the better shape I was in, the easier it was for me to have game with like to actually like it's, yeah. it's the, imagine you become the guy that every woman wants to be with. Yeah. That's our goal. And if we're not shooting for that goal, then, then, okay. So then that means you have to become that guy. Well, then what is that? How does that guy think? What actions does that guy take? If my answer to everything about finally finding self-love was actually having discipline to do what I said I was going to do to quit lying to myself, to quit believing that somebody else was going to give me something that, that I didn't deserve. I have to re, I have to remind myself constantly. It's written, written on my wall in my office, right in here. Stop looking for results. You know, you didn't earn. Yeah. Stop looking. They're, they're not there. They never will be there. So I just had to say, I'm, I'm done. Fuck. I'm done lying. And so I did 75 hard back when everybody else did it in the very beginning, March of like, I think 2018 or 19 and yeah. uh, 2018, I think. And on it, I, I got the impression like, Hey, you should move back to California. So I moved back here where I grew up, started surfing again, like every day. And, uh, me and Garrett became best friends through surfing. And I started watching this man as a man of real discipline, real discipline. Yeah. And I noticed I was getting loose in my discipline. I'd learned the discipline, but I didn't, I, I, you know, you, sometimes you think if you learn something, once you learn it, you got it. That is not how this works. 
it, it's keep it going. choice every day to fucking do what you say. So, hey, I'm going to pick up the trash on the trail when I'm walking by my house. And sometimes it's like there's 16 fucking pieces of trash. Well, you said you're going to pick it up. So yes. like you're yes. six times longer than you expect. But guess what? You then, so it was the doing the thing every day, no matter what. And I had the mentality, I will complete this task or I will die trying. I even threw my back out like the last 20 days of, of the challenge. And as soon as I threw my back out and I, I started hobbling around, I said, I will crawl on my fucking knees outside for 45 minutes in my backyard. If that's what it takes, because you will not fucking stop me period. Yeah. I believed yeah. it because I had built up every single day. I was like, wow, I did it. Wow. I fucking did it. You damn right. I did it. You damn right. I did it. So that was how I, it, it all stems from a, wait a second. When are you going to get done lying? When are you going to get done being the greatest potential that you've ever met that didn't fucking do anything? When is that story just fucking, when are you going to finally get tired of that bullshit? When are you going to get tired thinking you want to become that guy one day? Why don't just become the guy and do the hard thing? And what's interesting is when you do hard things, everything becomes easy. But when you stop doing hard things, even the simple things become now hard. And it's a horrible way to fucking go through life. And so what people keep thinking and what I thought success was, was that I would somehow arrive at this spot and go, oh, finally, fuck. Oh, good thing I don't <laughs> want to do that shit anymore. Oh, aren't I glad I paid my dues? Not realizing that, oh my God, actually getting to the point where you get where you're like, oh my God, I'm here. You go, I loved who I became in this. Pro I love, I love that I'm the guy. I love that I'm the guy that if I say I'm going to do it, I believe it so deeply in my soul, it's going to happen that your doubt in me is literally radically irrelevant, just radically irrelevant. I never yeah. used to think that people would think, were you born that way? I was born with some confidence. I was a good athlete growing up. I did some cool things. I was good at making money for, you know, maybe younger than some people were. And I, I got into some cool things and there was some cool shit, but ultimately none of that fucking mattered until I woke up every single day, looked in the mirror and go, yeah, you fucking, yeah, you, you did what you said you were going to do, motherfucker. You didn't break your word. And now everything in my life is radically manageable, radically exhilarating. And there's days when I just want to go, fuck all, fuck you, fuck everybody. And that's when I smile the biggest and go, oh, the shit I'm going to learn about myself today by still <laughs> yes. showing up and doing what I said I'm going to do. Oh, there's some, there's, there's, I'm going to learn something about me more to me to love. I'm going to make myself fucking proud. And this is going to get really exciting. And then you start playing to the one fucking person audience in your head. Not God, not your wife, not the internet, fucking nobody, but you, yeah. you. And then they, and you go, oh, that's a fucking leader. That's a leader. And I, and I, when, that's when my leadership started to become known. Yeah. When people see who I hang out with or who comes onto my shows, these are my friends. These aren't guests. I'm saying, hey, I hope you can come down and do this. They're like, hey, man, I don't want to come out your pockets. I'm like, fucking, yeah, you got a great relationship. Come on down. We'll throw you on. Let's go. Let's fucking mix it up. That's yeah. how you become a real leader. You can't fucking fake it. Nobody, 
nobody follows a fucking faker for very long. Yeah, for very long. They they do at first until they figure out that you're not you know who you say you are. Okay, I know you got to jump in ten. Last thing, dude, there's so much shit I'm gonna I want to talk to you about. So much shit. One, two things. One is the self support, self celebration. And I heard you talk about it earlier. You just mentioned it. I made a commitment last year. I was listening to, um, you know, metal, right? M-E-T-A-L yeah. here in LA. Yeah. So I was listening to uh, um, Dave Asbury talk and he said, don't torture yourself. Don't start with a 10 minute ice bath. Just, just take a shower. And then at the end for 30 seconds, turn it on cold and work yourself up from there. And I thought, thank you, Dave, for giving me a place to start. You know, thank you. And the one thing he said was, make sure you tell yourself how proud you are of you when you get done. So, you know, December 31st, last year, like 2021, I took this shower, turned it on cold, rolled in a minute. And then, man, I hugged myself and I started tearing up. And I'm like, you fucking did that. And every single shower for the entire year, my wife's like, what are you cheering about whenever you get done a shower? And I said, I'm fucking celebrating me and my commitment to me. And I'm reinforcing the fuck out of it that when I say I'm going to do it, I do it. And dude, it is powerhouse. And I don't care what it is. Cold shower, not eating the shit you say you shouldn't eat anymore. Telling your wife you love her, grabbing her hand and saying, hey, everything's going to be okay. Would you like to talk about something? Just those little things and reinforcing them inside. It's so powerhouse. What do you do to self-celebrate? Do you do like a pat, a hug, a, a fist pump? What do you do? I'm a loud motherfucker. <laughs> and so um, one of our cheers for the Ascend Brotherhood, and, and, and we do it in Married Game. But my best friend and I, we surf a lot. So whenever we're about ready to drop in on a wave, we yell, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you. And it's just, we're just, you know, if you can't be the leader, be the cheerleader. And we found that the best leaders are the best cheer, the biggest cheerleaders. So we just said, okay, cool. For me, I yell, yeah, you, I tell, yeah, you to me. And I say, yeah, me. So I, I, I was working on dips. Um, I wanted to get my dips to build up, but I, I did 16. Like, wow, I haven't been able to do 16 dips like ever in my life. And so in the full gym, lifetime fitness, Laguna Niguel, I'm like, I'm like this. Woo! Well done, Yaki. Well fucking done, Yaki. <laughs> I, that was for me. Yeah. Yes. So yes. I, that's what I do. I do it after my five minute uh, cold showers. I, I do cold showers or I do cold plunge in my backyard at about 50 degrees. And um, I just, I just celebrate the shit out of myself, man. I, I, I know I used to be a $9 an hour carpenter. I used to be a $6 an hour carpenter and didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I've been through hell and back and I fucking love all of it now. Uh, and yeah. have you seen that new song going viral right now? Um, I love the sunshine. I love the rain. I love the joy. I love the pain. Oh, no, it's beautiful, man. But we got to learn to love all of it because if if you all you really want to know, a man, all a man really wants to know is that he's capable and that he can handle himself, and that no matter what, yeah. he's got himself. But most men won't put the work in. That you don't get that feeling unless you actually do the work to do that. And that is doing. Even if you just pick out, I'm going to do these five things every single day for the next thirty days. Doesn't matter what yeah. the fuck they are. If you just do those five things every day for thirty days, you you blow your you blow your own mind. It's, it's game changer. Okay, with the time that I got left with you, 
I want to talk about the regret and the resentment with that your wife had. She left, right? This isn't like my situation where my wife gave me an ultimatum and said, you've got to evolve into the man I know you are, or I got to go and take your daughter with me. And I'm like, fuck. And so your wife left. There had to be some resentment, some pain, some anger in there. How do you slash her slash just her? How did that how do you guys process through that? How do you move through that to where that she doesn't feel that? Or does she still bring it up? She doesn't bring up uh, the resentment of like, why were you that way? I can't believe you did that. No, she sees it the same way I do and that it was the biggest blessing and the biggest eye-opening experience ever in our life. So that way it causes us to be real. What she does do is that if I, um, a high value man loves me with a high value woman because a high value woman has high values. Yeah. And so uh, she values the things that are, are necessary and she'll hold you to a high standard. And so um, if I am dropping below that standard, which that simply means this, if she's like, man, I'm not feeling connected to you. Like I'm not feeling like you actually care about me anymore. I'm not feeling like a priority to you she's free to be able to state those things and the same way I'm able to state those to her. Like, Hey man, you're kind of fucking up the love language, man. I, I got, I, I need two things to make, to feel loved and fucking I'm feel bone dry right now. What's going on, girlfriend? You know what I mean? So there's this give and take of that. So her resentment isn't, wow, I can't believe you did that. Her resentment would sometimes come up and be like, fuck, why are, God, man, for the amount of positives there are you, I, I got to deal with a couple of negatives and yeah. it's just more like a, it's, it's just who I am as a person is very different than my wife. Yeah. No, that's so well said. Look, I, I have, I, I have more questions than I think I've ever had for anybody. Um, Let's do a part two. Yeah. We, I'm going to do a part 15. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to find you in data point and I want to meet you, dude. I want to, I want, I want to be in your orbit and your energy. I'm putting that out there right now to the universe. We live 60 miles from each other. I want to, I want to be in that man cave and I want to get this energy going um dude so yeah let's wrap now we'll do a part two i think you doesn't really explain the level of gratitude that i've got for you right now it just doesn't that's not a kiss ass that's just me being genuine dude you, i i love to know that there and i've been watching gara for a very long time like i love to know that there are men out there that said enough's enough i'm gonna make a change and fucking stuck with it and then turned around and put out a thousand hands to help other dudes up man that I, I celebrate from inside the, the club, you know, I just celebrate all the guys that are doing that. So thank you for being here. Thanks for doing what you're doing. Thanks for making that commitment to you. Thanks for making the commitment to the world that you're making. Like, bro, you are making real impact on the planet and just by being you. And that's like, oh man, how fucking can't get cooler than that. I, yeah, man, I'm deeply grateful. I'm deeply grateful that I can take all my fuck ups and just be like, okay, hey, hold on. There's a formula to these fuck ups. Yes. And here's probably what you're doing. And guys are like, yeah, I fucking did. Yeah, that's okay. So I, it, whenever you can bring a framework or a formula to a man to help him see hit the air of his way and then shine light towards a new path, I think that you're you're hitting on something really special there. And then I think that we as men really honor and respect and appreciate men who speak their truth and how they see it. Um, maybe in a unique way. I think we appreciate that. There's a uniqueness to uh, to the voice of most men making impact. Yeah. 
there's a clarity that they're bringing their shed. It's almost like, you know, how a stand-up comedian can talk about a thing in a way that nobody else does. And then we go, that is really fucked up, but boy, is that funny. Yes. Yeah. I, that I, I get my inspiration from, I was a stand-up comedian on the strip for like six months. So like I performed a lot in front of people. So I look to like the Dane cooks and the comedians and what they're doing and how they live and how they present truth in the same way. So I think very similarly through those things. And not only that, but I treat these podcasts the same way. Like I might share some of the same material, but I want to have a real discussion where people go, shit, did you hear him on that podcast? It's different every pocket. It's the same thing, but it's fucking yeah. different. And I, I am very conscious of that going into an interview because I want people to not like, oh, he's probably going to talk about that thing again. They're like, no, 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 dude. He might talk about what happened with his wife and him just the day before. And it's going to be more raw and relevant than fucking anybody else is talking on the internet. Yeah. I got to tune into that one. Yeah. Agreed. All right, dude, I got to let you jump. You got you to gotta call in like a minute. Bro, thank you. Where can people find you? At Keith Yaki on Instagram or go to marygame.com. Actually, KeithYaki.com is now new and up and fresh and looking uh, looking sexier than ever. So KeithYaki.com has all the things I do. And um, yeah, man, thanks for having me on, bro. And I'd, I'd be an honor to come back and uh, to yeah. keep talking about this stuff. Absolutely. All right, audience, you heard it. Go to KeithYaki.com. Check it out. Everything will be on the show notes. We love you. Keith, thank you so much, man. And we'll bring you part two very soon. Audience, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one.